is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Thursday. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Eric Ralph of Comstock. Eric, we've seen harvest pressure piling on in the marketplace recently. Is that continuing here? What are we seeing in the grains? Yeah, you know, it's kind of impressive, actually, that the corn has been able to maintain this trading range that it's been in, as frustrating as that is in the peak of harvest to be able to hold in that range and not have any kind of a major breakdown is, is pretty impressive, honestly. Now the beans they've broke, we, we, we've seen this happen. Uh, we're seeing a little follow through to this theme here this morning. We've got corn down pinning a half to two, beans are down seven to nine uh, as we went into the break this morning. So you're seeing a continuation of this same trend, but soybeans did hit significant technical support earlier this week at 1257. We actually made a low at 1256 and three quarter in that November contract. That's going to be significant. And I'm not seeing anything in the corn market to make me believe that we didn't already see what might end up being our harvest low when we got down into the 460s several weeks ago. Eric, I know you talk with a lot of growers and producers. What are they seeing right now with harvest? How is harvest going for the producers that you've been talking to? Uh, Extremely fast. Uh, You've got a dry crop. You're seeing a very harvest, not a lot of complications there. Uh, Aside from the occasional report of a combine fire, which we never never like to hear those stories, but uh, it's going to happen anytime you've got a dry crop. So that that aside, you know, this this has been a very successful start to the harvest in this region. You know, you don't have to go very far south and they're well beyond started. They're they're nearing the finish line here. But what I would summarize the yield reports that we've been getting from subscribers and clients, um, beans have been better than expected in many cases, better than APH. Uh, corn, kind of the opposite story. A lot of 10 to 20% below APH. Some of these Carroll County, Sac County, Iowa, uh, 50% below APH, just catastrophic numbers on the corn down there. Uh, thank goodness for good crop insurance. But that's kind of been the theme so far, at least in this region. Eric, we haven't talked since the recent report from the USDA. What was your biggest takeaways from that report last week and kind of what you've seen in the marketplace since? Um, I would say, you know, when we quarterly grain stocks report, which I haven't been on since that report came out at the end of last month, uh, the my biggest takeaway there was that we saw a, a fairly bullish number on the corn. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't extravagantly bullish, don't get me wrong, but it at least should have lent support to the corn market. But because of the meltdown in the beans, which I thought was unwarranted, we couldn't get any traction in the corn. Uh, I, I was surprised by the extent of the weakness in the beans and the fact that the corn uh, was just in sympathy following lower. So I, I guess that was my biggest takeaway. The bean number, a little bigger than we thought we were going to see, but not enough to warrant the market reaction that we saw. And then the corn just didn't stand a chance because of that fact. So I would say that was my biggest takeaway, overreaction to otherwise uh, not warranted numbers. Eric, what's the story on the other side of the ag marketplace right now with the livestock complex? Cattle, I think, are suffering just general economic worry. Um, saw Yesterday, we saw a drop in gasoline demand. Uh, lowest level we've seen in quite some time. And I think that is uh, what we're seeing in the cattle as well. When you start to see economic constraint, then you start to see extravagant items reduced from the the consumers. So they're going to get rid of the extravagant travel. They're going to get rid of the extravagant meals. They're they're going to make cuts where they need to in order to to keep afloat here. 
And, and I think that's going to continue to hurt the cattle market via the beef market, right? Uh, and so that I, I would expect we probably see further correction in the cattle. And I know that that's not a popular theme here for, for a lot of people. This is a market that's just been going straight up. And as a result of that, has a long way to fall before it does any real damage. I think we're going to be well supported for a while, but we have not through all of this been a year now, we've not seen a real correction. I think we're going to see that real correction now until we can get these other economic situations sorted out. Now, in the case of the hogs, they've taken their bath. Uh, this has been just a struggle for quite some time. You know, you have little glimmers of hope early in the summer and that fades pretty quickly. And then you're back down into the levels we were last spring. And and I, I still think there's some hope for this deferred hog market when you get out into late spring, early summer next year. But for now, this nearby stuff is going to struggle. Eric, what have you seen personally from the demand side of things as far as people going to the store? Like you mentioned kind of there, cutting back maybe a little bit on some of those higher end purchases just because they don't have that extra money to spend right now. Is that affecting, I guess, demand right now at the grocery store when it comes to those beef prices and what we're seeing? Yeah, I, I think we're starting to see it when you look at the cold storage numbers and also on the export numbers. You know, I, I recognize the export numbers aren't reflective of what we're seeing in our grocery cases here in the U.S., but it is reflective of buyer sentiment, whether they're U.S. or not. And, and that's what we're starting to see. You know, the, today we had weekly export sales announced and, and beef was a bit of a struggle. Pork was astronomical. It is an affordable alternative, and that protein is going to be attractive to a lot of buyers, including here in the U.S. And I think that you actually ha have seen the spread between beef and pork narrow a little bit in this break and box beef over the last two weeks, which is something we hadn't seen in months as well. Eric Ralph of Comstock, our guest here today. Eric, thank you for all of the great information. What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Comstock for more marketing information? Uh, you can find us uh, via Comstock Investments on all the social media platforms, or you can go to our website at Comstock.com, or you can give us a call at 712-227-1110. Lots of great resources from Comstock. He is Eric Rolf, our guest here today. Eric, thank you for the time as always, and have a great rest of your week. You too, Mark. Thank you. That was Eric Ralph with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn up a quarter of a cent at 486 and a quarter. November soybeans down five and a half at 1267 and a half. October soybean meal down four dollars and seventy cents at 364 even. October soybean oil down 43 cents at 58 even. Chicago wheat up two and a quarter at 591 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat up six and three quarters at 718 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat up seven and a half at 674 even. March oats up one and three quarters at 448 and three quarters. On the Merck, December live cattle down 80 cents at 185.22. November feeder cattle down 62 cents at 249.82. December lean hogs up $1.70 at 70.87. December pork cutout up 57 cents at 79.80. And class three milk down two cents at 16.74. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.